0: This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. So we realize that we're addicted to our phones and we can't go without it. And we spend like most of our time awake on a screen. And then we realize we should probably do like a giant cleanse. So that's when we do it. But what if every day you could unplug a little bit? I think that would be a lot healthier. It's also just like breaks that cycle of addiction where you realize I can live without this. And I can go hours without this. This is just a tool for my convenience. It's a tool for me to stay connected. It's a great tool for me to do my job, but it doesn't like own me. It doesn't own my time and it doesn't own my day. Welcome to The Real Reel, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. Today, I'm doing a solo episode, which I'm trying to do more of these because you guys seem to love them. And honestly, I just like connecting with you guys on here with them. So we're doing a solo episode today. And I want to talk about how to break up with your phone, set boundaries to be healthier and happier. And I think they go hand in hand. So I'm going to give some real tips about that in today's episode but before we get into that and before we get into something that I think is very relatable to a lot of people in this generation and just today I feel like everyone's honestly addicted to technology and we don't know how to like turn ourselves off so I want to talk about that but anyways I want to give you guys a little life update so big news is coming to Rella like really big news we're super super excited We are going to be growing, not like growing super quickly, you know, but we're looking to add one to two members to our team. And so if you are a developer or you want a marketing internship for the next few months, then reach out to us and we're going to be putting out an actual application But if you've ever worked at a startup before in like the marketing department, if you've ever worked at like an influencer marketing company or worked with influencers before and you have experience in that, then you can reach out to us. You can just email influencers at relasocial.com, but we'll actually put out an actual job application. But I honestly always find the best people from when people reach out to us rather than through an application, which I know that might not sound like it might sound counterintuitive, but every single person that we have on our team, it didn't come through an application. It was through like just our network, networking in general, someone reaching out to us. So I always find the best people that way. I think we want people that really want to work for us, like specifically us, rather than like just looking for a job, which I know obviously, like I'm not saying that like, I'm not going to be someone that's like, well, why do you want this job? Everyone wants a job for money. Like, let's be honest, like you need to pay the bills. But aside from that, we also want, yes, you want the job for money, but then you also want the job because you believe in what we're doing and you want to work for this specific company. Does that make sense? You know, it's like, of course, I hate when people are like, well, like you're a family, like you should be wanting to work here, like even if you're not getting paid. And it's like, um, no, I'm sorry. I don't. I think that you can only expect that from people who have actually founded a company. Like, if you are the founder, then yeah, you should work without compensation for a little bit. Like, I think that that. Is accurate, but when it comes to like employees, like no one's going to care about a company as much as you. Anyways, this is a rant that I don't need to go on. It has nothing to do with this episode. I just want to put it out there that we are going to be hiring soon and I want to just throw it out there in case anyone is interested in working with a wonderful team. But, anyways, we're growing and I'm so excited for what's to come. We've had some small bugs and, you know, we've been spread really thin because our users have been growing a lot. So then obviously we have a lot more like customer related inquiries. And so It's just been hard managing everything with such a small team. So we're really excited to continue to grow. And yeah, that's my little Rella update. But anyways, I would love to do an updated podcast with the team maybe in the next few weeks or so when we're together next time. But yeah, that's my little Rella update. Right now, I'm currently on a family vacation and we are in Cancun, Mexico, which I love Cancun. The water is so blue. The sand is so white. And it's funny because it honestly does remind me a lot of Miami. Like the climate is very similar. It looks very similar. Like I'm staring outside my window right now. And if you told me that we were in Miami, like I wouldn't think twice. Like I would be like, yeah, that we're in Miami. Like it looks very, very similar, at least in the place that I'm staying in. So like I'm going on vacation to a place that looks very similar to where I live. But I love it because I actually do have a chance to like relax and unwind and spend some time with the family, which is really important. And I mean, I don't know. I feel like whenever you're on a vacation, it's just the vibes are so different. It's so much different than like living in a place where people vacation. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Miami and I love having access to the beach and I love... That, like, it's such a fun place and there's so much to do, and the food is good. But, like, being on vacation, like, that's why I think, like, staycations feel so different because the vibe of just being on vacation is different no matter where you are. Like, you could literally take a staycation in your hometown and it will feel different. And I don't know how to explain it, but I think it's just like you're on a different mode. Like, your brain has a different switch and it's like vacation mode rather than real life mode. And it's just so nice. Like there's literally nothing better than spending the day at the beach, like with family and friends, spending the day at the beach, drinking a little bit or not, like you don't even have to drink, having some like food by the pool, reading a book by the beach, playing volleyball, getting in the water, swimming, getting your hair wet, like just soaking up the sun and then coming back at night, showering, seeing your tan line in the shower, being like, oh, yeah, got some tan, feeling a little bit sun-kissed, like your face and your nose is, like a tiny bit burnt. And then getting ready for dinner and then going to like a nice dinner at night. If I could have like a perfect day, I think that would be my perfect day. Like It is so nice being in that environment. And it reminds me of, I think why I like it so much is that it reminds me so much of high school. And it just is like a very nostalgic feeling of like when you're little and you do like a beach trip with your family and you have that exact feeling. Feeling of like, okay, everyone's coming back in and like showering and getting ready. And then we're all going to go out to dinner. And like, you're all sandy. And I don't know. It's just like the best feeling. And even if I live at the beach, I will always take a beach trip because that feeling is just like unmatched. You know, you know what I mean? So, anyways, that is definitely the highlight of my week. I don't even want to say a low light because I really don't have one right now. This week has honestly been really, really, really great. And I'm just really happy and now I'm relaxed and it's just been a really great week and a great, great vacation and I can't complain. So I'm not going to give any complaints this week. But anyways, this is what I want to talk about. Speaking of family vacation, speaking about, you know, I'm unplugging right now. On the flip side of that, it's that I also feel guilty for having such a good week. Does that make sense? I don't think it does, but to me it does to me, like in my head, that's like how I feel. So I feel guilty for taking time off. I feel guilty for having a vacation. Like it's Monday right now when I'm recording this and I'm like, why am I not working? And the funny thing is I did work this morning. I woke up early. I went downstairs and I worked for about like two, three hours. I had a Zoom call. I was actually working. I'm keeping up on Slack with my team. I'm like texting my co-founders. Like it's not like I'm not working, but I'm definitely not working like a normal day. Like after this podcast, I'm recording a podcast right now, but after this podcast, I'm actually going to try to unplug and not feel guilty for doing so. But at the end of the day, I still do. So that's why I was like, I had this feeling even coming here. I was like, I have to work on the plane because like, I'm not gonna be working this week. So I like worked on Saturday a little bit, like on the plane and like all of this stuff. And I, I just felt so guilty about it. And I know that it might be a little bit different when you, you know, work for a company and you have PTO because like, I remember when I worked for Accenture and I had PTO, I literally was like, sweet, I'm taking my time off and I'm literally not checking my email until like I come back from my PTO. You do not need me. So I think it's a bit different when you work in that type of like big corporate environment. But when you're working for a small company, when you're working intimately with a group of people, when you yourself are the founder of a company, it just feels so much different. Or when you're like self-employed, doing your own thing, freelancing, whatever it is, it just feels so much different. Like even a content creator. Like right now I'm like, oh my God, I'm daily vlogging on TikTok and I'm doing a hundred days of vlogs, which I did seven in a row. And then the eighth day I vlogged, but I didn't upload it. So technically, technically I still vlogged. I'm still gonna upload day eight and date nine on the same exact day. but like. I already missed it. And I'm like, oh my God, like now I have to edit that. and have to do the voiceover. Like, oh my God. I feel like nowadays, like everyone just feels guilty for not working because there's like always something you can be doing. So that brings me to what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about one, how to really unplug and break up with your phone. And this has to do with like feeling guilty because I feel like there's always something that we need to like be consuming as well. Like we feel like we're always needing to be like in the know or like on our phones and it's got us in such an addiction But anyways, that's one thing I want to talk about. And then I also want to talk about uh, how to set boundaries with work that will actually make you more productive and how to not feel guilty taking time off. So as you can tell, I'm learning that one as we speak. It's definitely a work in progress, but I usually make episodes that I need to hear. So this comes at a very relevant time. And a lot of times we hear about people unplugging, which usually means like taking time off, posting on social media, they're doing a social media detox, they're being more in the moment. And I am 100% all for that. I think that's so important to do. But I think doing one giant detox, whether it's like a day or a month or a week is great, but I feel like those usually come after the addiction. Like we realize we're addicted and we're like, oh my God, I need to take a break. And then we like cut it cold turkey, like whenever we do these like detoxes. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz and take it from me. I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Eras tour for like the third time, you know, the important stuff, but who actually has time for frizz? 150 50 degrees, reduces inner pair split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz-free up your schedule with Way. Go to theouai. dot and enter promo code RealReal for fifteen percent off any product. That's theouai. dot com promo code Real Real. Tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard earned cash when I need it most. Make earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earnin I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download EARNIN today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the EARNIN app, type "real real" under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step, Real real under podcast. EARNIN is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See EARNIN.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. So we realize that we're addicted to our phones and we can't go without it. And we spend like most of our time awake on a screen. And then we realize we should probably do like a giant cleanse. So that's when we do it. But what if every day you could unplug a little bit? I think that would be a lot healthier. It's also just like breaks that cycle of addiction where you realize I can live without this and I can go hours without this. This is just a tool for my convenience. It's a tool for me to stay connected. It's a great tool for me to do my job, but it doesn't like own me. It doesn't own my time and it doesn't own my day. And that's what I want to talk about because I think I'm not going to sit here and say, you need to stop using social media on Saturdays, like just quit it. If that works for you, great. But I think what's something that's more beneficial for me is not relying on it every day of the rest of my life. I don't ever want to rely on my phone and feel like I can't go without it and feel that addiction, if that makes sense. So I want to break that addiction of feeling that it's like an extra limb. Like it literally feels like an extra limb sometimes. I feel naked without it. I feel like, oh my God, where's my phone? Like it's like an arm. It's literally like an appendage. Like I'm like, where is it? I need it. And I hate that feeling. So I'm going to kind of share some tips of how I broke out of that. And then we're going to talk about the other stuff. But listen, I also want to preface I'm not the best at this. Like this is an episode where I am your friend talking to you about this. I'm not someone that's like been there done that. I'm better than you. I'm not addicted because I think we all are. I mean, I a lot of times catch myself being on my phone so much longer than I would like or I'll fall into the trap of like watching TikTok for an hour before bed or catch myself not being able to leave the room without having my phone in my hand. Like sometimes I'll I'll go from like the office to like the kitchen And I need to have my phone. Like, I'll go back if I don't have my phone. Or the worst is like, I go to the bathroom and I bring my phone with me for those like two minutes in the bathroom. Like, why am I doing that? Why can't I just leave it on my desk? You know, like, and I think that's when it hits me that I'm like, oh no, this is an addiction that we have. And I know I'm not alone in this, but it's like, how do we break it? Or I'm here like on family vacation and I'm sleeping in the same room as my sisters. And I noticed first thing that both of them do, which I used to do this all the time. First thing that they do is go on their phones and they're on their phones for like an hour a day. And this is not a dig at them because I would honestly go as far as to say that like 80% of people listening probably do that. And I did that for so many years. So this is just like such a normal thing, but it's just like sad that that is normal. And sad that that's what we do. And I think most people do that. And I I wanted to make this episode to talk about how bad that is, but then how we can like, help each other out and hopefully hold myself accountable too because I'm, I'm really not good at a lot of these things and what's ironic is that our generation looks at you know our iPad babies like the younger generation we look at them as if the babies that can't live without their iPad like it's so sad we're like oh my god thank god I'm not an iPad baby like I didn't grow up like that and while I agree it's going to be so much worse for the generation below us because they are you know addicted to technology I think that we're not much better than that like we're pretty much like iphone adults if you want to call them ipad babies we are literally iphone adults because we need to have our phones with us at all times and like i'll go to dinner sometimes and i'll like look at a table next to me and both couples its like on a date and both couples are on their phone and i'm like what are you doing like why are you not speaking to each other so i want to talk about it because it's such a problem and i know that every single person that's listening to this episode has this problem in some way or another And I cannot stress it enough, me too. I have probably some of the worst screen time out of people listening to this because my job is on my phone. So sometimes I'll go on my phone to like edit a video and then, oh, I just end up scrolling TikTok for 30 minutes. Like it's so bad. So I'm gonna give you guys tips that have helped me and tips that I am going to try to implement to break up with my phone. And then we're gonna talk about everything else. First things first. I want to talk about the morning routine because that's what sets the day. So I have talked about this in previous podcasts. I don't know if I've talked about this in this specific podcast, but I'm going to go through my morning routine and then tell you the things that I did that helped me kind of break up with my phone in the morning and not be so like reliant on it. So I wake up in the morning and I do not use my iPhone alarm anymore. I used to have an iPhone alarm, but that made me then check my phone and like be on my phone in the morning, even if it just is to turn it off. I know you don't actually have to be like sitting there scrolling, but it's so much easier to sit and scroll when your phone is your alarm or it's like, oh, well, like, let me just move my alarm. Like it woke me up at seven and I wanted to wake me up at eight. Like, let me go on my phone and do that. Whereas I really don't want to be looking at a screen the first thing in the morning, even if it's for a second to turn off an alarm. So I don't have an iPhone alarm anymore. I actually use Hatch, which is uh, like the best alarm clock. It is an app on your phone, but you don't use your phone to like turn it on or off. So it it gradually wakes you up with a sunrise and it wakes you up with like the calmest bird noises. You can actually customize it. Mine is like the tropical bird noises. And it like slowly wakes you up. And it's like as the sun is rising, you're kind of waking up with it. And You can set the time, but the clock itself is like a sunrise. And it's the most peaceful way to wake up. I do not feel stressed waking up. I don't feel like I'm jumping out of bed, like jolting up. There's nothing I hate more than an iPhone alarm that jolts you up. And if you do not wanna buy Hatch because it is kind of expensive, if you don't wanna actually buy that alarm clock, there's an app on your iPhone called Sleep Cycle. And I know I just said I don't use my iPhone as my alarm, but I know that not everyone can like afford to buy an alarm or not everyone wants to buy an alarm. And this is also an alternative for when you're traveling, but there's an app called Sleep Cycle. It is the best iPhone alarm clock It gradually wakes you up as well. You can set it to wake you up at a certain time or like in between a certain time frame, and it tracks your sleep. I don't think the tracking is the best because like it's only by microphone and I do not understand how that works. It catches like if you sleep talk or if you're snoring and like things like that, but like I really don't understand how it's gonna alert you of your sleep. I use Sleep Cycle because it also gradually wakes me up with like bird noises and like outside noises and it's just the most like peaceful thing. So that's what I recommend in terms of like waking up because that way you're not like relying on your phone. And with sleep cycle, you don't actually have to like lift up your phone to like turn it on. You can literally just like tap your phone and then the alarm clock will turn like on or off or snooze or whatever you want. So you're not actually having to like go on the screen, which I think is really nice. And then turning on, do not disturb when you go to bed. And keeping it on until you begin working in the morning is going to be the next thing that you do. This is the thing that makes me not use my phone in the morning. So I actually do not use my phone for the first, I would say like two to three hours in the morning. I don't use it at all besides using it to see my workouts. So I keep do not disturb on the entire morning because that way, even if I'm using my phone to like view my workouts, I don't get any notifications. There is nothing that I need to see that early in the morning that I need to answer to, unless it's like an absolute emergency, which you can change your settings for that, or you can just make sure like no one texted you an emergency. But if not, like I don't respond to texts in the morning. I don't respond to, I don't look at my email actually. I don't look at emails in the morning. I don't go on social media. I don't go on Instagram. I don't go on TikTok. I don't do any of that in the morning because I know it's just gonna suck me right in. Our phones and the apps on our phones are made to suck us in. That is what their pure design is for is to make us as reliant as possible and to make us have to go on it as much as possible. And it actually makes us addicted. And we need to break that by not entertaining that. You know, if you're just like, oh, I'm just gonna like go on Instagram just to post a story or or I've done this before. Some mornings when I notice that I'm being like bad and I'm on my phone in the morning, I'll go on and I'll say like, oh, I'm just going to like to just check to see how like my photo that I posted last night did. I'm just going to check to see how my TikTok that I posted last night did. And I've been doing this lately, which is why I decided to do this episode, because I can feel myself becoming more and more addicted and I get sucked right in. So do not use your phone for like the first two to three hours. It might feel difficult in the beginning, but I'm telling you, putting it on do not disturb is going to make the biggest difference. And then, you know, I do my morning routine. I do my skincare. I go to the gym. I eat breakfast. And the entire time my phone is on, do not disturb, and I don't use it. I'll listen to a podcast, so I'll like open it to go to Spotify. But again, I'm not responding to anything and I'm not like looking on social media and just mindlessly scrolling, if that makes sense. So it's not like I physically don't have my phone on me, but I'm just not using it for like those types of things. And then once I start working, once I sit at my desk, that is when I will look at my notifications and I'll answer people and I'll begin working. And I actually have a focus mode on my phone. So I'll put my phone on focus mode when I'm working because that way I only get notifications from people that I'm working with and like my family and that's it. And so that way, if there's any like unnecessary notifications, I don't get them. I can check them like periodically, but I don't get notified. So that's another thing, like making sure that you have like certain settings on your phone that limit who can contact you or who at least is notifying you is gonna make, Such a big difference. So, that's one thing that I wanted to mention that do not disturb is such a lifesaver. And I'm so happy that Apple decided to do that because Apple at this point knows they got us. They got us hooked. We're not going anywhere. Let's be honest how many of us are switching from iPhone to Android? Not that many people. I feel like now Apple's done such a good job that our whole lives are on our phones that they can put measures in to make us not use it as much. And they know that we're still going to use Apple all the time. Like, I'm never going to switch ever. I mean, unless something like happens where. There's a new phone that comes out that everyone switches over to, but probably not because everything is connected to iCloud. And so I'm just like not going to switch, you know. So they've done a good job where they have tools now that allow us to become less addicted in a way because they've already like the, the stickiness is already there. So that's one thing. Another thing that I suffer with is scrolling through Instagram mindlessly throughout the day. So sometimes I'll just like pick up my phone and I'll start scrolling. Like I don't even know why I do it. I think I'm just bored and I need like stimulation or something like that. But I'll pick up my phone and I'll just start scrolling mindlessly throughout the day. That is such a time suck. And I realize I'm like, oh my God, I just spent 30 minutes scrolling oh my God, I just spent 15 minutes scrolling. And a lot of times it's because, and my fellow content creator friends will relate to this, but it's because our jobs are on our phones. So let's say I'm posting an Instagram post or I'm posting a TikTok or I'm posting an Instagram story or I got a DM that I need to answer. Right after I do that, uh, take me back to the homepage and I just start scrolling or take me back to the homepage and I start looking at people's stories. And that's when I'm like, oh my God, why am I doing this? Like, why did I pick up my phone? Why did I decide to just mindlessly scroll? And it becomes such an addiction and you're like, I don't understand like how this has sucked me in again. So one thing that I think is actually really helpful to do is setting breaks in your calendar. So I use a tool called Calendly where people can book me so that if you want to set up a meeting with me and you want to set up a call, I'll just be like, here's my Calendly, pick a time that works best for you. So that that it's not that back and forth of I'm available this time to this time to this time to this time. What about you? And it's like, oh, I'm not available then. What about this time to this time? And it just eliminates the need for all of that. So I use Calendly for that. But I used to have a problem where I was sending out my Calendly and people were booking times and I wouldn't have any breaks in my day because people would just book like my entire day and I'd I'd be busy my entire day. That's when I realized I need to set breaks up myself or else they're not happening or they're happening at inconvenient times and then I feel guilty. So in your calendar, and this could work if you're working a corporate job, whether you're working remotely, Working from home, whatever it is, setting up breaks throughout your day. Whether it's a five-minute break or a thirty-minute break or an hour-long break, I have one hour-long break for lunch. And sometimes I use it for lunch. Sometimes my lunch is done, and like I make lunch and I eat in fifteen minutes. But like I might want to, you know, like scroll for a little bit throughout the day, or I'll scroll. I'll use that as my scrolling time, or I'll use that as my time where I'm like doing errands in the house and. And it's just like breaking up my day where I don't feel guilty because I already established a break there. If you're working a more like corporate job, maybe that's the time when you're like, I'm gonna take a five minute break to go walk around and scroll through TikTok. And I know some people are like, oh my God, like really you wanna scroll through TikTok during your break? But at the end of the day, it's us trying to break that addiction. But it's not as realistic to be like, I'm just never gonna use it and I'm gonna go cold turkey. If that works for you, great. But I don't think these things are inherently bad. And for people like me that are content creators, we cannot do that. We can't afford to do that. So, we need to know how to live with social media, how to live with this without it taking up our whole day and without it like interrupting our productivity. Does that make sense? I hope this episode is like inspiring someone to break up with their phone a little bit because it definitely was a wake up call for me when I saw my screen time recently. And what was the wake up call for me was when I couldn't do anything without my phone on me and without scrolling. So, for example, I had probably about a year where I made it a point where I said, I am not taking my phone with me to the bathroom. Like it's not coming with me, whether I go to a restaurant, whether I go to a bar, whether actually a bar, okay, I'm not leaving it on the table, but you know, I'm not using it whether I'm at home because I used to be at home in my office. And then I would go to the bathroom and I would take my phone with me to the bathroom to scroll on TikTok or Instagram for like the 30 seconds to two minutes that I'm in there. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why do I need this like stimulation? Why do I need this entertainment for this little of time? Like this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. And I started thinking like, what can I not go 2 minutes without being entertained with just silence with my own thoughts? And that's when I said, I'm not doing this anymore. Lately though, ever since I've been posting on TikTok every single day and I've been posting more on TikTok, I've just become more like addicted to it. And I use it as an excuse to say, well, like I'm looking up what's trending so I can come up with ideas myself, but I need to still have time when I'm away from it. And so I stopped taking it to the bathroom and that might seem like a very small thing to do. And the thing is, it is a small thing to do. And it's a really great place to start because I think we just need to be able to like be alone with our thoughts. We don't always need to be entertained and we don't always need to be consuming something. That's why when we judge these iPad babies who cannot go to a restaurant without their iPad, are we any different? Because I will see people on dates, like I mentioned earlier, where they are just two people or even worse, a group of people, like a group of like five people and every single one of them is on their phone. What is on your phone is not more important than the people that you're with right in front of you. And I think it's because we don't like these like awkward silences and we feel the need that I, I don't even know what it is. What is the psychology behind it? Like, I would love for someone to tell me because it's so sad to me that we now cannot just like be silent. Like there's no room for silence anymore. There's no room for just like pauses anymore. I fall for this too. When there's a break, when there's a silence, the first thing most people do, including myself, is we grab our phones and we're like, oh, let me see what's on it and that is so bad. Like why I think our attention spans are getting smaller. We're not being able to like live in the moment and be present. Like it's like that is so bad. So another thing that you can do to really help like release this dependency on your phone is not go on it when you are with people. I actually think I am pretty good at this and I used to not be. I used to be someone who was on my phone all the time, but there's a connotation about creators, about influencers. That's like, we're addicted to our phones. Is it true? Honestly, yes. But I also feel like it's one of those stereotypes where it's like, well, you're never living in the moment. Everything you do is for photos. Your life looks perfect on social media, but really like you don't really have friends and you you don't live in the moment in real life. I know that that's what people think. Like I know when I tell people what I do, they're automatically expecting me to be on my phone all the time. And I I know that already. And I have gotten a lot of compliments from people, which these compliments are my favorite type of compliments. That's like, oh, wow. Like you actually like really in the moment. Like you're not, you're not what I thought. Like I thought that you were going to be like on your phone all the time. I didn't realize, you know, you're not on your phone that much. And I am like so grateful whenever I get those comments because it's something I've had to really work on. And it's not something that it's just like normal for me or like natural for me. It's something that I am so intentional about. Because like I said, it's literally like an extra arm at this point. It's like our sixth sense is technology pretty much. And I need to be on my phone where it's like, oh, awkward silence at dinner on my phone, or we're at dinner and people are chatting, but I'm on my phone the whole time. And we all know those people. I went to a concert once and I went to a concert. This girl that was sitting next to me, this was a Martin Garrix concert. It was in Vegas. And this was like five years ago. It was a really long time ago. So Things have gotten worse since then. But anyways, five years ago, I was at a concert in Vegas and we were watching Martin Garrix and it was like the best concert of my life. But anyways, this girl next to me, you know, posted her Instagram stories, posted her Snapchat stories. She was posting them. And then on her phone, the entire concert. But on social media, it looked like she was having so much fun because she was like, oh my God, at Martin Garrix, showing the cool lights, doing a cool filter. And literally the entire time, the entire time. I wish I was exaggerating. She was on her phone the rest of the time, scrolling through Instagram. Like you are at a concert. Martin Garrix is in front of you and you are scrolling through Instagram. What? Like what? Why did you pay to come here? Like, I think it's like people live their lives now for social media and not for like real life, which is just so sad. But The thing is, I'm trying not to like judge her as much specifically because I think it's just a generational thing where there's so many times that we do things for social media and then we're like not present in the moment. So one way to do this is to be intentional when you are with a group of people. Do not take your phone out. Put it in your purse. Tell your boyfriend, tell your friends, tell whoever it is you're texting, hey, I'm going to be with so-and-so for the next three hours. I'm not going to text you. And if your partner has a problem with you not texting them, if a friend has a problem with you not texting them for the next three hours or two hours or however long it is, that is unhealthy. You need to be able to be in the moment and be present with people. And that should be highlighted. And that should be a good thing because so often we are taken away from like real life moments because we're on our phones. And it just reminded me that of this vacation, you know, of course I want to get my Instagram photos. Like, don't get me wrong. I packed extra outfits to get photos in them. I am excited to take photos. I'm excited to do this vlog and make it, you know, look so beautiful. But I also am here with my family. I'm present. I'm not on my phone at dinner. I'm not on my phone. Like when I'm hanging out with them at the beach, I'm going to the pool, I'm going in the water. My life is not made for Instagram or TikTok or whatever else we use for YouTube or anything else. I want to be present and I want to be in the moment and I don't want my phone to like hold me hostage, which I think is what it's done. And this podcast episode might seem a bit random, but I did want to touch on it because I've just noticed that it's become such an addiction for so many people, including myself. My screen time is ridiculous. I spent like over an hour on TikTok yesterday. And that's another thing that I'm going to try to do is not use my phone before bed and read 30 minutes before bed. Not only for like for my cortisol levels, for my sleep, but also for this addiction as well. So that's what I'm going to try doing. Join me if you'd like. But even if I am like tired, I'm going to try if it's like the last thing I do is read. I'm going to aim for 30 minutes. But if it's like really late, even like 10 minutes of reading in bed is what I'm going to try to do because I want to be able to have a longer attention span I want to be able to not be reliant on my phone. I want to not be entertained by a screen all the time. And I think that that's like a really good way to gradually do it. So I'm not saying like no phones in the bedroom or anything like that, because I don't think I can get there yet. Hopefully one day that would be ideal. But right now I'm gonna do baby steps. I hope these baby steps helped you. So I was gonna talk about in this episode, setting boundaries at work, being more productive and not feeling guilty, taking time off. But I think that that's a whole other episode, honestly, in and of itself. And I'm going to do a part two to this next month. For some reason, it was just calling me to do this episode of how to live more in the moment and not as reliant on technology. And I don't want to give these extreme tips of you you should never use your phone and you should like get a flip phone and you should delete your Instagram and you should... All of this stuff that like, if that works for you, great. But for most people today and for most people listening to this podcast, our jobs are on the internet. Our jobs are on our phone. It's how we connect with friends and family. It's not realistic. So hopefully I can give you some realistic tips on how to just be more in the moment and not be as like held hostage by your cell phone. So I hope that that helped. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you guys like more solo episodes, let me know. Next month, I will be doing the setting boundaries and not feeling guilty for taking time off. And I'll actually reflect back on this trip and let you know how I did. So anyways, if you guys are listening to this, please screenshot this, post it to your story, tag me in it at Natalie Barvu. And if you begin doing any of these tips, please let me know and let me know if they've helped you at all. Anyways, love you guys. I'm very excited for the next few episodes and I will talk to you guys later. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday.